Alright, man. Alright. Uh, it's great to see everyone. It's great to be here with our calling, uh, calling family, alright? Uh, I know we met all together last week, but it's very special to meet with your local ministry, right? So I'm excited to see your faces, to preach for the first of many times this year, to address our family. We have lots of things to talk about. So, Happy New Year, alright? Happy New Year. I hope you had a great Christmas time and uh, celebrating the New Year and just ready to kick things off. Excited, invigorated, looking forward to a great 2019. You know, God is all about fresh starts. It's the reason why Jesus died, to give everyone a fresh start. There's not a person in the world that doesn't need God's forgiveness. And the amazing part is that we can have fresh starts every day with God. Right. You don't even have to necessarily wait for the new year. And so, uh, you know, I just got some exciting news. Dean Schimmick didn't wait for the New Year's. Just want to remind you that he was baptized December 30th, just a few days before the New Year. We're excited about him. Encouraged about his decision. Now, if you're hurting from uh, your football team's loss last night, I don't see Fred Height. He's not here. Wow, that bad, huh? No, no, no. Okay. No, I know, he's not, he's out of town, he's out of town. Um, then let me encourage you with this next story, okay? Making disciples is a team sport, right? Team effort, right? And so let me talk about the, the Texas church and the L.A. church. Uh, Daniel Littenwalter invited his friend Nathan uh, about a year and a half ago to church. He came out to our midweeks, he loved it, started studying the Bible. And as we were drawing close to each other, gaining a friendship, um, he got the news that his parents were going through a divorce. And that would lead him to move to California. Now, I said, okay, what part of California? He said, Los Angeles. I was like, oh, okay, okay. I'm from Los Angeles. Okay, what part of Los Angeles? He said, well, it's in the West L.A. area. And that's actually where Addie and I have a lot of great friends at and where we worshiped at before we moved here. So it's exciting to know that God was moving his life. So I gave him all the contacts, all the people I knew. I said, you're going to call him? Yes, I'll call him. Are you sure? You're going to call him? Yes, I'm going to call him. He goes to LA and what does he do? He calls him. He gets connected. He goes to the church, falls in love with the church. He falls in love with the ministry. The disciples are pulling him in. They're studying the Bible. And this December, while we were out in LA... um, Eddie and I get the post on Facebook from a, an excited Daniel Littenwalter. Hey guys, remember my friend Nathan I reached out to a year and a half ago? He's getting baptized tomorrow. And we're like, well, we're in LA, we're at. And so he gives us the address, we go to the beach, and there we are uh, with, uh, with Nathan. He's getting baptized, and he became your brother in Christ just a few weeks ago. <laughs> made anew, made whole. Made clean. Uh, you know, something exciting also that happened here. We love when uh, people move in. They kind of seek you out and want to serve in a particular ministry. Uh, I do want to introduce to you guys David Cole. Uh, David Cole is a uh, Texas Tech graduate. And uh, he spent his time there in Lubbock. He was baptized in team ministry in San Antonio. Comes from a great family in San Antonio. And uh, wants to serve in the youth and family ministry. And so we pulled him on in. And so uh, let's warm and love up on him. Give him a warm welcome. We're so excited he's a part of our church here. 
Um, so, we're, we're, we talked about being clean, we talked about being made whole and being made clean with the teens here this past uh, Wednesday. So we're going to switch things up just a little bit, we're going to add things into it, so uh, don't worry, you'll get some new things. But they helped me with the lesson here today. Uh, I hope you've been enjoying reading the cross of our Savior. Uh, there's been many nuggets from it. I hope it's spoken to you. I hope it speaks to you as you flip those pages and you hear God's uh, you know, word and you hear just Mark's heart uh, from it. Uh, but uh, the, 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 the theme that stood out to me that I want to talk about today, it was found in one of the earlier chapters. So if you're kind of behind, okay, that's okay. Fresh start, okay? Uh, but I'm going to speak on one, hopefully, that we've all read. Uh, I think it was chapter 2 or so. But it just stuck with me. And that's accepting God's forgiveness. And so we're going to talk about that here this afternoon. Because truly, being clean happens when our sins are forgiven. When we are cleansed by the blood of Jesus. You know, we've all known what it's like to be dirty. To be unclean. Okay, any athletes in the room here? Any self-proclaimed athletes? Okay, yeah, all right, some, okay. Yeah, if you play ping pong, okay, that, that is a sport. That is an Olympic sport. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise, okay? And, and, and you feel the sweat, uh, the, 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 the must of the jersey, uh, the nails, are dirt under the nails, okay? Your hair is smelling all over the place, right? Uh, funky breath, okay? You know, you know what I'm talking about, just to feel dirty, and so it feels really nice to have a good shower, right? Just to take a nice warm bath. Or maybe you're one of those people that really likes it super hot. I mean, not hot where it like burns the flesh off your skin or anything, but, but close to it, right? You're like, oh, I love that feeling. It makes me feel refreshed. My pores are just open, right? Uh, maybe you like it at night. Right? Because you're like, oh, I definitely won't go into my sheets without taking a bath first. Right? Or maybe you're a morning person. You like to wake up and you just grab that bar of sub and just like, <sighs> it just does something for you. You know, you're like, oh, I'm awake now and the water's just splashing on you. Right? But you like that morning refresher. We like and we look forward to feeling clean. But you know, you know who has a hard time feeling clean or wanting to be clean? Kids do. Kids have a hard time with this, wanting to get clean. And so, you know, I have some video evidence here for us to see. This is what happens when it's bath time at our house. Raiden, are you ready to go take a bath? Wow, you're like, please stop. <laughs> All right, can we talk about dad on the ground first? Okay, he's obviously not helping the situation. Okay, he's got the basketball. I don't want to take it. Okay, maybe another lesson for another time, okay? But he's definitely not helping out, not being a team player. 
younger brothers imitating older sister, right? You're like, nah, I don't want to take a shower either, you know? Um, you know, it's like death to them, right? To hear you're going to take a bath. Uh, you know, it's so difficult for them to hear. A nightmare for them. Brush your teeth. Like, ah, no, you're anything but that, you know? <laughs> so tough. And it reminds me of a scripture that we're going to look at here today. You know, Jesus sharing an evening meal with his followers before he is to be betrayed by one of them. And knowing this, he grabs a piece of his outer clothing and he wraps it around his waist. And we pick it up here in John 13, verse 5. He says, They poured out water into a bowl and began to wash the followers' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. Jesus came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, You don't understand now what I am doing, but you will understand later. Peter said, No, you will never wash my feet. Now, why was Peter not so willing to let Jesus wash his own feet? Well, the washing of the feet was a servant's job. Only the lowest of the low, getting down on their knees with a towel and the water basin there to wash the feet of sandal-wearing people with not-so-nice feet. And who's Jesus? Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the Savior. Jesus is the King of the Jews. And it's important to note that not one time has it been recorded in literature the example of a leader or a person in power or a king getting down on their knees and washing anyone's feet. And so we start to understand why the reaction, why the, well, I've never seen this done. This was an example that only Jesus had done in the world. It was radical. It was revolutionary. And really what Jesus does here in the beginning is He provides this example of humility. That we are a people who allow others to help us get clean and then be a people who do our best to help others get spiritually clean. It's first about letting Jesus into the parts of our hearts that may have crusted over in 2018. Letting Him back into those places of our hearts that might have hardened over the year. But it's also allowing disciples that really care, really care about our souls to spiritually wash our feet. So we see how Jesus then answers Peter in verse 8. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no part with me. He's like, I have to do this. If you want a part with me, this is the way it's going to be. This is the way it's going to happen. You letting me wash you. And it's not like, and as we think about, okay, how did Peter react to this? Did he walk away to these tough things that Jesus was saying? Did he, did he feel like, oh, you know, okay, fine, then I just got to walk away. Oh, you know what? Oh, okay, that's really hard. Then I just got to move on. No, at least I could do me. At least I get to do what I want and be true to myself. Well, let's see how we respond in verse 7. Then Lord, Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. You see, Peter didn't accept not being part with God as an option. No way. Never do it. I'll do whatever 
And if you're going to do it, then do the whole thing. You know, and then Peter just started adding some things, right? And we got to be careful in our zeal to start adding some things that God never talked about. But nevertheless, you can't fault Peter's genuine and sincere faith for God. That he wanted to be part of Jesus. And one of the things that come that we come to learn here from the Bible is that sin, sin is what makes us unclean. Sin is what makes us dirty. It separates us from God. And it's why we need God's forgiveness, and yet it's too easy to forget that we need His forgiveness. You know, sin can be like a splinter. It's hard for people to see what's going on. It's hard for people to see it. But you absolutely know it's there. You know, people are like, hey, why are you grabbing your finger all the time, right? You're like, what's wrong with you? You know, it's like, ah, man, I have a splinter. It's killing me. It's bothering me. Don't you see it? Like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And you're like, you know it's there. It's bothering you. But people can't see it. And it's sometimes like certain sins in our lives. Some are invisible. You know, we don't know what's going on with you. We don't know how you really feel about a person. We don't really know how you feel about that uh, situation. You know, we, we, can, we can fake out each other. You can fake this person. You can fake that person. But you can't fake out God. And, and, you know, and sometimes, you know, sometimes sin is so obvious it's written all over us. You know, we're walking around with this guilt just holding us and weighing us down. We come in sometimes just hoping that, that no one will ask us hard questions or ask us that one particular question or that one particular brother or sister will talk to us that we can just fly under the radar and keep it superficial and enjoy service and walk away out of here unscathed. But the reality is our actions show. Our actions or lack of, show what we value, what we prioritize. Right. Who is our master? You know, just, I'm just thinking through these tough questions for my life as I begin 2019. Just wrestling through some things I need to reconcile about 2018. Not to live in the past, but if we're going to move forward, if we're going to have a fresh start, then I gotta know what fresh start of I'm trying to get to. I gotta know where I've been so I can int- be intentional with that. I'm asking myself about my walk with God. How's my prayer life? Have I prayed without ceasing? Am I connecting with God in a very vulnerable way? Am I just checking things off? How's my relationship with my wife? How can I nurture my relationship with my wife? What can I do for that? I think about, I think about being someone who's more and more eager to involve trusted advisors in my life, in my parenting, in my ministry, uh, in my preaching, whatever it may be, just being so eager to invite people into those areas. I think about having a, com- a compassion that stems from a conviction that we live in a broken world. The world is broken. People are lost. People are hurting. And, And you and I, we understand that. We know that. It's why we're here. We've come to church because we know that God is the one that is helping us, carrying us, making us whole again. 
But there's a hurting world when we leave these borders, these walls here. Are we engaging that? I want to engage it in such a real way. I want to engage it in such a greater way. But that's going to take time. That's going to take effort. That's going to take being intentional with many things that we have and the resources and the people that we have to see people come to Christ. But at the same time, it's easy to forget that we are forgiven. Right? To not hang our heads in shame or go, man, I'm just a poor disciple. I, I blew it last year. I mean, we got to face the facts with faith. But the reality is, guys, we've been forgiven. We stumble, we fall. The world accuses you and I. We're not good enough. We haven't done this enough. We're not this. We're not that. But each time we take the Lord's Supper, He brings us back to the cross. He brings us back to a state of forgiveness. Let us be reminded of this gift that He gave us. That Jesus took the punishment that we deserve, thus bringing about justice. And if we continue to trust in Jesus, then whenever we sin, we can feel at peace with it because we can continue to trust in Jesus that that forgiveness was bought with His blood. Christ's death brings about justice Because the sin is punished. But it was punished with Jesus. Nailed on the cross. Your sin, my sin, completely nailed. And we don't bear it any longer. So even if you don't feel forgiven, even if you feel like, I'm not sure, is it true? Is it really that good to be true? You are forgiven. And I say that Because God wants us to act like those who are. To remember that there's an innocent person that was punished. It should have been you. It should have been me. We're guilty. But that's why we are to appreciate it more and more in our lives. And also take our sin more and more seriously. You know, deep inside of us, you know, there's a yearning for justice. I mean, you look around the news and a lot of the headlights, uh, the highlights of the year, uh, people were talking about or recapping the year. A lot of things uh, were about global events. A lot of people standing up for what's wrong in this world. And we long to see right in this world. But you know, I believe we also do in our lives. And it's why... When we sin, our soul knows it. We know deep inside that we deserve punishment. And many times we spend our lives allowing ourselves to maybe be miserable, to suffer in order to somehow atone for those sins that we've committed. And because of our unresolved guilt, we're so guilty, we invite this personal suffering, and yet no amount can atone for our sins. And that's why we need God's forgiveness. So don't start the new year with a ton of quiet guilt in your heart because of unconfessed sin. Don't do it. Please, don't do that to yourself as we're starting off 2019. You want a fresh start? I want you to get it out in the open. Don't set yourself up for a major hurt. Plaguing sin corrodes your consciousness. Get it out. Bring it to light. Let's talk about it. Don't let it live in shame. We're a call to be family. 
And what family does best is get in each other's business. I'm talking about getting in each other's lives. Knowing the good, bad, and the ugly of each other. Because then something special happens. Right? When you do that, you get to experience the unconditional love. You get to experience the fact that people still believe in you. That people call you great, awesome. They believe in you. When you know in your heart, you're like, but my sin... I deserve this. Yeah, but remember Jesus. Remember the cross. Remember what He's done for you. He's got great things in store for you. Anyone can change. We're not playing perfect. We're not trying to uh, pretend. We're trying to do our best for God. And in 2019, I hope all all of us can say that. I'm here because I want to do my best for God. I want to absolutely give my best and go all in for God. He deserves my best. But when we act like nothing is wrong, we're lying to God. We're lying to others and we're lying to ourselves. Let's get open. Let's get, let's get embarrassingly open. Let's become an instrument of noble purposes, useful to the Master so we can be prepared for every good work He has for us in 2019. Amen? Amen. So Peter finally gets it. He goes, okay, i, I got to be cleaned. And so Jesus answers him in verse 10. A person who has had a bath needs only to wash his feet. His whole body is clean. And you are clean. Though not every one of you. For He knew he was going to, uh, who was going to betray Him And that was why He said not everyone was clean. For disciples of Jesus, you know, the spiritual bath has cleansed us at our baptism. You remember that day, don't you? So vividly. The convictions that brought you to that day. That you declared Jesus as Lord of your life before God and all the witnesses. That there was no turning back. That this is the life. That you were giving up everything for Him. We've already had our bath. But our feet, our feet still walk in this world. It's no wonder we're going to need to continually wash our feet. To have our feet washed because we deal with the junk and gunk of this world. Because we're still in it. And so we need to go back to the source of washing. We need to always be repenting. That once someone is baptized, they don't need to do it over and over again, but they are called to a constant call of repentance of sin. That should be a common discussion on how we build our relationships with each other. How are we growing? What are you working on? What are you repenting of? How is that going? How are you doing? That should be a common discussion in our lives with one another's family. It's why Peter wrote in his own letter, he explained uh, that you know, because of God's divine power at work in our lives, we can escape the world and grow more to be like Jesus and less like the world. But we got to make every effort to add to our faith, goodness uh, and, and knowledge and, and self-control. The idea of bettering ourselves and growing to be more like Christ with every passing year. And so in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 8, it says, For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive 
in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. I hope none of us wrote down as one of our goals in 2019 that we want to be ineffective and unproductive for the Lord, right? I hope that's no one's goal here. But if anyone does not have them, he is nearsighted. He is blind. And has forgotten that he has been cleansed from his past sins. You know, the baptism cleansing motivates us. It spurs us on like nothing else can to do what is right. But when we stray, we're called to make every effort to come back to have real repentance in our lives. If we don't, we get nearsighted. We get blind. We lose perspective. We lose sight on the things that we need to work on. And we need to come back to our senses. We need to do some feet washing. But maybe you haven't entered the bath with Christ. Well, it's a new year. What a convenient time. It's a great time to make new decisions for your life. And to make a good choice to study the Bible. To get to know your Creator. The fact that you're here today is a good choice. Good for you. This is a good choice that you are here listening to this today. It could prevent and protect you from bad choices tomorrow and later in your life, but not just the right decision here, but to make the decision to be right with God. Matthew 23, verse 26, First clean the inside of the cup and dish, then the outside will also be clean. In other words, it's, you know, you get the soul clean, then the rest will follow. All the external things follow. Things like your health, things like cleanliness, sleep patterns, family. Things outside are manifestations of what's going on in our lives. What's happening inside our hearts and our souls. But you know, there's a portion of us, I think, that sometimes puts off these things. You know, we value the, the, the saving work of God and the soul's work of repentance in our hearts. But we can get a little religious with that. Sometimes we can put up a little bit of a display of, of righteousness and, and holiness and, and perfection when we come to church on Sundays, when we, when we go to midweeks, you know, but our home, our rooms are a mess. Our, our bills are, are unpaid. Our debt is escalating. Relational issues are left unresolved. You know what I mean, guys? You're retweeting, sharing inspirational quotes. You want to go to youth core. You know, everyone wants to go to youth core. Everyone wants to change the world, but nobody wants to change the toilet paper. (laughs) Be the change. You know, guys, another thing I want to repent of, another thing I'm just kind of thinking focusing on is how to draw nearer to God. And I know that fasting has its place. And, uh, you know, I, I want to share this with the youth and family ministry. Uh, I want to share this with the whole uh, calling group here. And if you want to join in with us, you can. But I'm calling the youth and family ministry higher. I want to call us to a day of fasting on the day of our youth and family night as we kick off the year together, January 26. To use that day to remind your body who's master of it. That Jesus is Lord of our body. That you can go without certain foods. At certain times, at certain times, and you can say no. And if you're a little bit like me, I, I got to get better at saying no to some things, right? 
But we don't do it because of, you know, just, oh, you know, for the uh, discipline of the benefit of physical, which is good and you might enjoy. But I'm talking about getting back and looking at God and bringing Him glory by the way we take care of ourselves. The way we can deny ourselves something as simple as eating. Now, I don't want anyone to go to the hospital because of that, okay? So I get it. But if it hurts, I'm not going to feel bad for you. That's the point, to rely on God, to pray more, right? So if we're fasting, but we're not praying more, then you missed the whole point, right? But guys, there's so much we need to pray about. Our marriages, our parenting, our teens... They're under attack. We've had way too many just recently in the last two years. Leave God. There's too much we need to pray for, guys. I want to call our ministry to that. It starts from the inside out. That's our goal. John 13, 14. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I've set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. You know, he sets this incredible example, but it's not easy. It's not easy what he's done. Cleaning can be a dangerous job. It's messy. Um, It comes with full of emotions, uh, resistance, reactions. But if we want to be like Jesus, we want to take part in Jesus, we've got to accept him washing our feet and then do likewise. You know, I hope that this year, this is not our face in 2019. I hope this is not our approach to 2019 and how you're feeling about 2018 and you're bringing that to 2019. I hope that, you know, like dad, you're not, you know, you know, dad's not doing any favors helping the situation. I hope you're not like a little brother here. You're not caught imitating a bad example this year. Okay? Uh, And you're not contorting your eyes. You know, I don't want to serve this year. You know, I don't want to get open. I don't want to get clean. I hope this is not your life. I hope it's not your face in 2019. Let this right here, let this be your face in 2019. The face that accepts cleansing. A face of a fresh start. You can't beat that. And as we prepare to take communion here in Hebrews 10, I want us to read this passage. Let us come near to God with a sincere heart, sure faith, because we have been made free from a guilty conscience. Our bodies have been washed with pure water. You know, you can't put a price tag on a guiltless conscience. Maybe that's just the goal to have. You know, I just I want a guiltless conscience. When you put your head down to sleep on the pillow, it's guiltless. You don't live to see 2020. Could you say guiltless? Because stuff is going to happen this year in 2019. We have no idea. But we have a choice to make here. Man, we could have a guiltless conscience. Maybe you haven't had Jesus wash you. I want to encourage you to study out God's Word in a real way. Not tiptoe around it. Not hear things from me and think it's a nice, good lesson. But to really go back for yourself with the people that love you, the people who've connected you here with our church, to show you God's plan for your life. Yes, He has a plan for your life specifically. 
And if you've had that bath, but your feet are unclean, I want you to think about what area in your life is overdue for a cleaning. Write it down. Take action. Also tell someone. It does no good to keep it to yourself and just talk about it and come up with your own plan. We need accountability. We need people in our lives that will help us, that will spur us on. But only because you want it. Accountability is spurring on. It only works because you want to train yourself to be godly. Don't get that twisted, train yourself. I just need me and God. No, you need the body. You need the church if you're going to be a new you in the new year. That's right. So, we do this together. So, let's take communion together. Let's remember Jesus together for what He done, what He has done. Because day after day, we sometimes do forget Him. And you know what we remember? We remember our sins. We're just, we're just so stuck. And, and you know, if you have deep convictions of how bad that hurts God, amen. But I want you to understand too how willing He was to do it because He loves you and I. And He wants you and I to remember more the cleansing blood of Jesus. To accept His forgiveness. So let's focus on Him who makes us clean and truly offers a fresh start. Let's go again. Our Father in Heaven, thank You so much that we can say we are alive and we look forward to a new year with You. God, everything ends and starts with You and You took us through 2018 and You carried us all the way through and what You started there, You finished and we know that what You started here in 2019, You will finish too. But Father, we need the convictions to make it. We need your words to compel us. We need your actions to renew some of that thinking that is unrighteous, ungodly, or just paralyzing, that stunts your children from unleashing a power that the world has not seen. God, we pray that the world will see through all the disciples all over the world this year. Internationally, domestically, in the U.S., in Texas, in Dallas, and Collin County. God, that they would be in our neighborhoods, in our lives, that they would see the church through each one of us. Teens, singles, parents of young and old. God, they would see family family intertwined with each other because of the blood of Jesus. Father, thank You for Your forgiveness. We don't want to take advantage of that. We do want to repent. We do want to take our sins seriously. And so we pray for Your forgiveness and a conviction to then turn around and be those people for others. Not judgmental, not looking down, not being self-righteous, but we could be welcoming and loving, accepting, forgiving like your son Jesus. We look forward in eager expectation that you will answer all of our prayers. You will forgive all of our sins. You will add to your kingdom this year. We're so excited, Father. 
But we turn to Jesus at this time in honor of the blood that makes us new. And it's in His name we pray. Amen.